Hey everyone, this is Casual Fanatic. Film reviews without the shoes. I'm Luca, your casual viewer. And I'm Cayman, your fanatic. How's your week so been? So Cayman, oh, you've talked and I talked. What have you been up to? I've, there's been so much happening this week. It's absolutely crazy. Like what? Well, first of all, I got COVID. You have COVID. No. Elena had it last week, and then she was negative. And literally the day after she had a negative test, I was positive. No freaking way. Oh, no, Cayman. Yeah, I can, I can kind of hear it now that you say it. Yeah. Damn, dude, that sucks. So that's been kind of rough, but I mean... I'm honestly surprised that it took so long for me to get it because, I mean, we live together, so yeah, kind of hard not to catch it from her. That's true. That's true. Bro, my grandparents have it too in Germany, man. Yeah. My grandpa got it. Now my grandma sounds kind of, you know, no stuffy and sickly. So I'm like, uh-oh, you probably have it too. The, the first but day damn. felt like strep throat. And then the second day... What the second day was the worst because my entire body was sore. Like, oh my god, I had the same shit the first time I had it. Freaking oh. everything hurt. That's serious pain, right? Like, yeah, just like aching, like more than aching pain, like actual pain. And then the third day, my nose would not stop running. No way. Yeah, it was just like a faucet. I went through almost a whole box of tissues. Holy shit! Damn. And then that's crazy. Today is my fourth day, and. My nose isn't as runny, um, but I, I feel like all of the nastiness has moved from my nose back into my throat. I've been coughing a lot today. Oh, no. Okay, so well, if we hear you cough or sniffle, now we know why. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, man. Well, I hope you get better soon. Hopefully it doesn't get worse. But in other but news... It sounds like the hardest part is over. Yeah, the, the worst part's definitely over. And I... The CDC says symptoms usually only last five days, so tomorrow should be my last day. I'm hope I'm gonna take another test tomorrow night, and then we'll see where things go from there. Yeah, did you have to cancel any plans because of it? Well, I was gonna go to the movies on Thursday or Friday. I, I had weekend movie plans, but luckily, uh, I, I usually order my tickets through Fandango, and they. Uh, the app allows you to like exchange the tickets for a different showtime. So oh, I, nice. I moved it to Tuesday because I think I should be better by then. Okay. Okay. Dang, that is a lot. Yeah. Well, and that's not even all of it. Know? Oh wait, there's more. <laughs> there's more. <laughs> I got access to a new program for my AI art, and so that's exciting because it's like, how'd you get access? What? How'd you get access? I applied for access and luckily was invited. <laughs> oh, nice. Let's go. Yeah. Have you have you been playing around with it? Oh, hell yeah. Nice. And and if you guys haven't seen his art that he does, uh, go check out our Instagram and you should see it there. Another thing. Um, so last week we talked about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And between then and now... I downloaded and played There Is a Guardians of the Galaxy video game, and I just finished it earlier today. Damn, you finished it already? Yeah. Is it a short run, or is it like you're just grinding it? Uh, it's a pretty lengthy game. Here, let me... I can tell you exactly how long I played it, actually. Is it on Steam? Yeah. It took me 
34 hours. Bro, you put 34 hours into a game recently? Over a whole week. It's not that much. Dude, that's that's a lot. I'm sure a what lot of the fuck. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of that was like pause time because there there were days when I'd like I'd be playing it and then I would pause it and go eat dinner and then come back and play more. Damn, you grinded the shit out of that. Okay. How was it? I loved it. That's why I played it so much. It was that good. It was real good. Oh fuck. Okay. Well, and then one last thing that happened is today, uh, one of the trees in our yard just straight up fell over. <laughs> just randomly? Yep. What? Here, I'll, I'll send you a picture of it. It's literally insane. It just it just collapsed. Like, I have no what? idea what happened. Is it, like, too dry out there or what? I don't know. Weird. But also kind of cool, but weird. Yeah, I sent the photo to you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that thing just kind of fell over, huh? Yep. I mean, the the stump, it looks like there's some black shit in there, no? I don't know. I didn't look too closely at it, but it's a, so it was, it's part of like a twin tree. Like the trunk is connected at the very, very bottom, but there's like two entirely different trees growing out of right. it. And so it yeah. like split off from the other tree. Oh man. <laughs> Were, was anything hurt in the process of it falling or? No, I checked all the, all the chickens are fine. So. Oh, good. And luckily it was even crazier because we have. Uh, a hammock and some like porch lights attached to that tree and luckily the the part oh. that fell first of all did not it, it like mess any of those up because that wasn't the tree that they were attached to and also fell away from anything dangerous like it didn't like fall on our porch or on the chicken coop or like the fence or something oh wow so, yeah that's super lucky yeah we got incredibly lucky with that that's awesome well not really but like th that it fell in the right direction is awesome <laughs> so it's been it's been a wild week wow yeah that is a, a hell of a week how's your um, week been i i can't say mine was that uh i i mean that crazy let's see here i <clears throat> i started playing soccer with a buddy of mine and i i decided to buy all like the balls that you need in life which is <laughs> okay. a, a volleyball a basketball a <laughs> soccer ball and um a football okay all those things yeah, and so we went and uh, like sometimes he comes here to Denver and sometimes we go down to Golden. And this time we were in Golden and like we got tired. And after that, I was like, hey, like, dude, you want to see me like fly my plane? He was like, yeah. So I like threw my plane up flying around and then all of a sudden my plane lost signal. It's called a brownout and it just flew away from me and crashed. Did you find so, it? So, yeah, we walked down there. We found it. Um, luckily, my oh, wings are still intact. <laughs> yeah yeah so the first one um was error due to like one of my buddies blocking my view yeah and this one was like i said a brownout and there's nothing you can do about it because either um there are two parts in the plane that could that draw voltage from the battery yeah and if either of those two draw too much voltage it basically like it just you, you it doesn't receive signal anymore after that it's basically like its own emp um and it just it full speed went straight into the ground and so yeah why, i have an, i already bought a new fuselage and so that's my next project why is that a brownout and not a blackout so a blackout is when it loses power completely isn't that what you said where it would just be soaring no 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 oh it didn't Mine lose power just power, lost connection lost connection and it full speed went straight into the ground <laughs> um and it fucked up 
Luckily, it didn't fuck up my wings. If it would have fucked up my wings, I would be very, very sad because you can't get these wings anymore. Um, but I also needed to buy a new motor this time. Uh, luckily, the guy that I previously bought the, the glider from, he was at the air, airfield today, which is where I was flying my other glider with a buddy of mine here. And they were like, bro, like we have an extra ESC, which is like a part of the plane. Yeah. And so they, they <coughs> luckily I got that for free, but everything else was kind of coming out of my paycheck. Um, besides that, I have, well, today I started cleaning again, um, because on Wednesday I'm taking PTO Wednesday to Friday, uh, okay. because Vincent, Jimmy and Alejandro, they're all flying in from all over Dope. to, to hang out for a few days. Yeah. And so that's really it. Let me think. I don't think there was anything else. Oh no, actually false dude. So, uh, July 4th, um, uh, we, uh, no, was it July 4th? It was the night of July 4th. Yeah. Okay. Or the morning into July 4th. Yes. That's what it was. And we went for like a birthday party out to, um, like a few gay clubs because the people I was hanging out with, they're all LGBT plus, you know? Yeah. And we went to this gay club and like the day ended and we were leaving. And then all of a sudden, like this, this fight broke out between these two dudes and like they like barrel rolled into the street and cars were like honking at them and they were like they were going at it right okay and i was like waiting for someone to help these guys or like pull them apart like friends would come in and jump in and like pull them off each other but nothing ever happened so me being me i was like well fuck it like i gotta go help these two dudes out before like you know they seriously injure each other and so i go out there bro and i grab both of their wrists and like using like all my adrenaline slash muscles slash legs i pulled these two giant dudes off of each other they're giant and like body weight not like height yeah um and right when i did that someone else came from the crowd and he's like yo thanks for breaking it up and he like took one of the guys and the guy that i was holding he kind of got like the worst end of it his face was like all bloody he had a bloody nose there was like a giant gash above his eye yeah. and i look at this guy and he like wanted to keep fighting and i look at him and i said you've had your time it's enough and he he stopped like right away he could see that i was not fucking around <laughs> and he just like walked off and i told him i was like dude your face is bloody as hell you need to go clean it up right, um crazy. and luckily yeah fucking insane and luckily i did that because like literally right when they left into the crowd and like things kind of normalized again cops showed up and so i don't know what happened after that but yeah yeah Oh, dude. Okay. And I have a question for you. I asked another one of my buddies this question. So when I was leaving, this girl was like, um, she was standing like in a group of people and she like, like when I was walking to my car alone, she was like, Hey, like that was kind of cool. And I was like, yeah, thanks. And like, I like smiled and like kept walking. She goes, Oh my God, you're like beautiful. And I look at her, I'm like, <laughs> like I smile and she goes, do you want to make out? And I look at her and I just smile and laugh and I walk, I keep walking. <laughs> dude and, and, and people are like oh you're missing a chance you're missing out. i'm like dude why would i stop and just make out with a random person yeah that just doesn't that just doesn't seem um like it something i would want to do definitely multiple levels of irresponsible exactly exactly and everyone was like dude you should have done it you should i'm like no why would i do that one it's not my personality two i don't want to and three you know also, that's just like, weird she could have diseases and yeah shit. she could have some weird mouth disease you don't know her <laughs> Plus, exactly, I, bro. You said you were like out by bar, so there's a good chance she was like way too drunk. I, okay, so that is true, but I mean, I I judged off of what I saw there, and she wasn't like she wasn't gone, gone. Okay, I mean, you could tell she was 
you know, in a good state of mind. But I, I even then, like girls at bars, I just usually don't. I don't talk to. Yeah. Because one, they they hate guys that do that. Apparently, as I've heard. So I don't know. But anyway, besides all this crazy <clears throat> bar and fighting and COVID shit, what are we talking about today? Today, we are going to be talking about the 2015 movie, Avengers Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. It was directed and written by Joss Whedon, and it stars all of the Avengers. <laughs> Literally all of them. Yep, yep, yep. Estimated budget of $250 million. Wow. And off of that, it ended up making $1.4 billion. No way. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. It's a big ass number. I would not have expected that. Maybe a billion again, but 1.4? Over five times the amount? Yeah. That's crazy. That's a very good comeback with the budget they've set. Jeez. So what did you think of Age of Ultron? Man, I... Huh. I think that for me personally, it was too much going on. Um, I, I enjoyed the movie. Like I had fun watching it, but like looking back and after I finished it, like it wasn't anything too exciting, quite honestly. Um, maybe it just like wasn't my style of movie, but I feel like they were, there was just uh, like too much going on. And granted that could be maybe because they were trying to fit all the Avengers in there and, and do that. But like, I, I just don't think the plot was very good, quite okay, honestly. Okay. Yeah. What about you? I think it's definitely not the worst Marvel movie, but it definitely is in like one of the lower tiers for me. Um, there were some good things in the movie, but overall, I don't know if I would call it a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like the one we watched before this, I feel like should have been the $1.4 billion one. And this one should have been the 863 or whatever it was million dollar movie. Is that how much? Is that how much Guardians made? Yeah. Didn't you say it was like in the 800 millions? Bro, I don't know. You you remember these amounts way more than I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It was um, somewhere in the 800. Because I, I guessed a billion and then you were like, oh, close. It was like 800 uh, it was, something. Yeah, it was a little, it was 770 million. So a little under 800. Oh, 770. Okay. Yeah. I, f- I feel like those numbers should have been switched. Yeah, I I definitely. Know. I like Guardians of the Galaxy more than this one, but I understand why this yeah. one made more money because until that movie came out, like almost no one knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. They're like a very C or D list Marvel characters. Like, oh, really? Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, I got you. Huh. Yeah. Well, I believe it's time for us to step into the boxing ring. Let's do it. Do you want to go first or should I? Um, you can go first. Okay. I don't know who went first last time. I'm going to say the Avengers are back. While they <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yep. The the Avengers are back. Um, this time while while on a mission or after a mission to destroy what's left of hydra uh the team is attacked and uh they they face visions that scare them (laughs) and um (laughs) after the attack tony stark um uh creates what he hopes will bring world peace um a artificial intelligence known as ultron okay 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 i think that 
the Avengers, having been together to locate Loki's staff, find that uh, due to Tony Stark overstepping his creative boundaries, the Avengers have to once again find the staff and fight the, I forgot what it was called, um, the computer, that the robot that has its own brain. I forget what it's called. AI. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Perfect. You ready for this? Okay, I am. When Tony Stark tries to jumpstart a dormant peacekeeping program, things go awry and Earth's mightiest heroes are put to the ultimate test as the fate of the planet hangs in the balance. As the villainous Ultron emerges, it is up to the Avengers to stop him from enacting his terrible plans, and soon, uneasy alliances and unexpected action pave the way for an epic and unique global adventure. Oh. Um, we both said Tony Stark called him out personally. Um, yeah. Neither of us said Earth's Mightiest Heroes. It's, neither of us said Ultron. I said Ultron. Did you say end, Ultron? I said uh, I said an artificial oh. intelligence known as Ultron. Oh, well, there you go. You get the win, I think. Another close one, You though. get it. Yeah, I feel like bad. neither of us have really, like, nailed one yet. No, not yet. Not really. I think at the very start, like, one of the first ones I did, like, relatively good, but it was just, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. It is. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. I'm going to go grab a glass of water. <laughs> and, Alrighty. Then, and then we'll come back and, and get into it. Well, what do you want to start with? What's your first note? What do you want to what do you want to chat about? Good, bad, the evil? Um, my my first note. <coughs> That's a Sorry. bad one. <laughs> it is a bad one. <laughs> my first note is that a lot of the action in the first scene felt very tame, which I know tame. was a problem that I had mentioned in the first Avengers movie as well, but it just like nothing really felt dangerous. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I can see that. Like, even like even when they were, like, I don't know, I guess they're, most of the Avengers, even though they're literal superhumans, like, kind of just beat people up and, like, knock them out a little bit. Yeah. Um. It. Uh, I guess, like, Hawkeye is, like, actually shooting people with arrows, but I never really, like saw that happen like it was always just like him shooting off screen and you assume that people die kind of a thing yeah and uh black widow has guns but she also just like punched and kicked a lot of people but i the the thing that made me really start paying attention to it was when iron man goes into the bunker and he has those little like shoulder rockets that like lock on and just like immediately shoot every single person in the room uh-huh those are the same rocket launchers that were in the first Iron Man movie when he went over to, um, I forget what the country is called because it's it was a made up country. Like yeah, 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 yeah. But I he goes over about. there and he's like rescuing those people from like the terrorists, and he like uh -huh. the things pop out of his shoulder and shoot all the bad guys, and they're like you can tell that like he just killed those people. Right. But in this one, he used, even though he's using the same rockets, uh, he shoots everyone, and then you can see them like writhing around on the ground, and they're and they're like making jokes and stuff. And I'm just like, okay, so what did you do? Yeah, I didn't really <clears throat> notice that, quite honestly. Like, but now that you meant, I mean, now that you mentioned it, I I noticed the tame part, but I didn't notice the part with like those rockets being 
what he would what, what he was using and stuff like that um interesting yeah I, I wonder why they do that though too like everyone knows that like to fight people that want to kill you you're gonna have to hurt and kill them right and i think the problem here is is that now because everyone is so tame they're everyone is like captain america there's nothing special about him anymore well and you know? it's because even like captain america killed people in the first captain america movie he was like running around with a gun and a shield and so it's not even like that was yeah, necessarily but... his thing but i understand why especially with the avengers movies they wanted to be a little more family friendly because these are superheroes and like they're literal like children look up to these characters and you don't want to be like yeah they're out here murdering people i mean yeah that makes sense but at the same time like Every kid knows that to fight evil, you should kill the evil people. I knew that as a kid. Well, you had a very different <laughs> childhood than a lot of other children. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Okay, interesting. Um, So during that opening scene where, uh, what's the guy called with the bone arrow? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. When Hawkeye was shot, he was like shot in the shoulder. Um, and like he had like this big old open wound from that tank. Um. Was that the shoulder? I thought he got. I don't know if that was the, the opening side. scene. Maybe it was a side. Um, but like one of my notes was like with all like this fancy tech they have and you know all these gadgets, all that they had with them there was like literally a regular like white bandage. Yeah. And I was like, they don't have anything better to heal an open wound. Like any technology, like like at least like covers it and keeps it like you know clean. You know. Um, and then, like, one of the next things that we saw relating to that injury was this high-tech, super crazy, high-tech, cool thing yeah. where it was, like, making his cells for him. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Why? Like, because, like, like I, I like that part, but, like, in the field, I still think 100% they should have had, like, m more tech, like, something better. I don't know. I, I guess it would make sense, but I, like I just can't imagine what something better would be. Like they can't drag that huge like for, regeneration thing out there. Well, no, no. But like you know how like you know those wristbands that you can like slap and like they curl around someone's wrist. Yeah. Right. Like a bandage that does that. Like that curls around his wound or like forms to the wound and like keeps it uh, clean. And like washes it out and stuff like that. Like she just pulled out a regular napkin and put it on there and was like, oh my God, he's, he's hit. He's hit. We got, we got to help him. I mean, they did immediately I don't know. evacuate him. So yeah, but I, I could, I could I imagine know. that, that just, they had upset me. more medical supplies on the Quinjet perhaps. And so like, well, they're actively attacking people. They might not have that sort of stuff, but all they have to do is get back to the ship and then they can like, but I mean, if, if you're. If you're fighting crazy enemies that will shoot at you, you should have something better, like at least a turn kit. Then this little napkin she put on him. I mean, his giant, he got hit by a tank for crying out loud. <laughs> like, yeah, but it was an I energy blast. It wasn't like a shell. True. I mean, I don't know how that affects <laughs> you. Guess, you know, um, let's see here. I also, well, my second note was regarding Tony Stark and where it was like, and for gosh sake, watch your language. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like that like little humor that he put in there with like them cursing and like the whole throughout the whole movie it was like that. Yeah, like it's like keeps happening throughout the movie. They like make fun of yeah. Captain America. Yeah, yeah. Which which I enjoyed. It was funny. Yeah. Um, I did like the idea of the Iron Legion, which is like those <clears throat> the robots 
that Tony Stark had that like while they were fighting all the bad guys it like they they flew into the town and they were like helping people evacuate and they were like hey stay away from here it's dangerous and like I didn't really understand yeah. why like everyone in the city was like throwing shit at them I don't know I felt like that wasn't made very clear like why people are upset mm-hmm. with the Avengers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah um let's see here the the two altered humans one having super speed and the other one having what i thought at the start what what was mind control is what i'm guessing her power is um but what i thought was interesting that when she mind controlled them and put something in their head like let's say captain america or thor or let's say captain america um his his scenes were him at like some ball and his old girlfriend his past girlfriend was there peggy right um yes and what i don't understand about that is that while they are in that state walking around and whatever they're what whatever they're being shown is they're still able to walk in real time without hitting walls and shit Um, which confused me are they because when Thor had his vision he like fell over and he was just laying on the ground yeah, but remember when someone, I don't know, remember who was was like in need and, oh, it was Captain America. No, it was Iron Man that needed help. And yeah. they were like, oh, like you're on your own. Like they're all, you know, mind controlled and you could see it in their eyes, you know, and they're like kind of like ghostly walking around the corridors and then it like went to their visions a few times. And I was like, well, I mean, how does that work? You know, I, I, remember I don't know. It, like it showed um, Black Widow was like sitting up against a wall she wasn't moving around and then because i remember tony stark asking for help and hawkeye was like yeah they're out of commission but he was like carrying one of them like they weren't walking on their own he was like well, trying when, to get when he said there. that it like when he said that they it went to the the other views of the other few and they were all like you know red-eyed and being taken like whatever and then also i mean she also did that to the hulk right and he had like this vision in his head and he was smashing everything. And I like I, I honestly wonder, like they never showed what she put in Hulk's mind, which I think is funny. Like the whole time she only did mind control of these people where she could have just like snapped her fingers and killed them. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I think the, the goal yeah. wasn't necessarily to kill them, but just to destroy them on a more like public scale. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like I that's mean, why that's that. why she went for the hulk is so that he would go crazy and smash up the city so that everyone like yeah. turns against the avengers yeah 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 how did you feel about the hulk scene i i thought it was i thought it was kind of cool um i loved the giant iron man yeah um i thought you know him having that out in like in space and this thing having like its own little spaceship hmm. like to to replace parts while he may be fighting is like such a good idea yeah like great idea um and i think that that whole scene really showed off the hulk's strength yeah um it was really cool i liked it (laughs) and like again tony stark showing his like his low-key humor where he was still fighting the hulk and he was like oh shit like how fast can i buy this building (laughs) like and then (laughs) i guess he may have bought it and destroyed it completely i'm not sure yeah but um i actually i i did really like the hulkbuster suit but i this was another action scene where i just like maybe i'm just like and maybe i'm a bad person for wanting this but i wish that 
people got hurt. I feel like no one got hurt during that entire rampage. It was just like property destruction. I don't I don't know, man. I, I think that people definitely did get hurt. They just didn't want to show it again, which yeah. I think is a mistake on their part. Like, but that's you what I'm know saying. people like, died. Like, right. I mean, obviously, if you're like smashing up entire buildings, there are probably people in those buildings. But yeah, they just like I feel like they really wanted to sell the idea of like, oh, the Hulk is a monster and like there's a reason why Banner doesn't really like turning into the Hulk, which doesn't really make a yeah. whole lot of sense to me because I feel like in the first Avengers, he was just like, oh, yeah, I can totally like control it now and whatever. I'll turn into the Hulk. And in this one, he's like really trying to hold him back unless he's absolutely necessary. Yeah. But I don't know. I just I didn't. It's hard to get monster vibes when he's not doing anything super monstrous. I agreed. Yeah. Like like. In our eyes, he was like doing the right thing or he was out of control or something like that. Right. And in his eyes, he was just like, you know, I, I guess like from his perspective, he woke up from that spell, the the mind, whatever person put on yeah. him. And then he like woke up and then he saw all the destruction and the people like looking at him in disbelief and like right. anger and hate. And that's all he sees. Right. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. He definitely, you know, I, they, they, I feel like they need to put more. And like, I'm, not, so much more I'm not saying with... they need to like show him like smashing someone into the ground or anything like that, but I don't well, know. I feel no, like there are but... ways to show that he is hurting people without it being graphic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the one p part where uh, the Hulk was like pinned to the ground and like the Iron Iron Man suit was like punching his face in multiple times, right? Yeah, like that was probably the most violent thing we saw in the whole movie, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because most of the rest of the action is against robots. And so they're like, yeah, like it's no very easy for them like, to show like, oh, yeah, we're just going to rip these things apart and shoot them in the head. And it doesn't matter because they're machines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like they're they're trying to walk the fine line where if you want like a good movie, you have to here and there put more like reality into it. And a lot a, a big part of their job, sadly enough, people will get hurt. That's yeah, just how it is. Like I said, I, I understand because these movies are more family friendly than like Winter Soldier or a, like another movie like that. Like, I feel like the solo movies have a lot more leeway, but the like proper The Avengers movies tend to be a little more like kid focused. Uh I mean, I mean same yeah. that same reasoning behind like I remember in the, the first Avengers I was talking about how all of a sudden everyone's uniforms were like super colorful like yeah I feel like the these movies are a lot more family focused than yeah than some but of the other ones. should they be though should they be or do you think they like it would be a better movie if they weren't like that I'm depends how you define better it might be like from a critic standpoint better but I mean, obviously, the ultimate goal is to make a bunch of money and people make more money yeah. if they can bring their kids to the theater. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of what I'm thinking. That same scene where uh, he like busted with the Hulk through the building and yeah. the Hulk woke up and finally he like looked around and saw the <coughs> destruction and the people. Um, what I don't understand is like what they showed there was the Hulk showing kind of like remorse and seeing that he caused destruction. Yeah. But then... The next scene that they showed, or like the same scene, he got angry again, right? And then it took one punch from the iron suit to put him out cold, which I think is kind of funny because like 
they're putting each other through buildings through a whole like high rise and then like finally one punch does it and i was like okay well that's very typical to end that whole scene just like he sees destruction he like gets angry again and then one punch takes him out you know yeah. I, I don't know how i felt about that scene ending it was kind of weird i think it was just like uh he was already like really close to passing out and he was just like hanging on and and the the last punches it was like the was it the straw that broke the camel's back kind of a thing yeah like he literally yeah. got shoved through an entire building and so he was like pretty weakened and then the last punch is what finally put him down put him out right but now why show him like understanding kind of that he caused destruction and then the next thing that he does is get angry again i think hulk was trying to stay in control and so like obviously like like we were talking about a second ago he was already kind of weak from being shoved through the building and then seeing all of the people run away from him was like enough of an emotional shock that it was like starting to bring banner out and so mm. hulk was like trying to hold on and still be hulk and so that's why he like yelled because he was like no I, I want to be angry and smash things and then the last punch from iron man finished the job i see okay okay that Let's makes see. that makes sense that yeah. makes sense okay well that clears it up for me thank you thank you um speaking well, of banner uh i know i I usually really like watching the interaction between him and Stark, but yeah. I gotta say, I feel like the uh, the science boys were not as impressive this time. They had another one of those like montages where you see them like in the lab and there's like all the screens and they're running around and all that stuff. It was kind of boring this time around. I feel like the one in the Avengers was better. I agree. Yeah, it was very bland. Yeah, it, there was like nothing was being done. They were just like there was no humor as well <laughs> in it. It was just. It was just kind of stale. They, yeah. they showed it because they had to show them working kind of thing. There was like, what was it? Because they were trying to study Loki's scepter. And at one point, Tony Stark pulled, pulls up like a visualization of his Jarvis AI. Yeah. And then right next to it, he pulls up a visualization of like some sort of weird consciousness that is inside the soul stone. Yeah. And... I don't know that just like didn't really make sense to me like when when he pulled it up banner was like oh my gosh this looks incredible but i'm like it, it that's because it's like someone had to design like that that's how visualizations work like the actual consciousness in the soul stone and jarvis is like that's just code so any visual representation of it is like that doesn't really tell you anything about it unless someone mm. specifically made it look that way you know what i mean yeah yeah like that would be like me like drawing a circle and then drawing like an even bigger circle and you're like whoa it's that complicated and you're like well yeah because i i drew the circle bigger to show that <laughs> right right but the way that banner was looking at it made it sound like i, I don't know they they felt like they treated it like they were looking at raw data and i was it, i don't know that threw me off a little bit i i mean it, it was like what the stone of like intelligence or some shit <laughs> It's the soul stone. Although personally, I think it should have been the mind stone, but whatever. The mind stone. Yeah, I get. I, I agree it, with that. When it was in Loki's scepter, it, it was being used to mind control people. So I think it would make right, more sense for right. it to be. The, and plus, it literally is like ends up inside the head of Vision. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. I don't know why it's the soul stone and not the mind stone, but oh well. 
It is what it is. We got to run with it. Um, um, but on that note, freaking Vision is just, I absolutely love every second that he is in this movie. I was about to say the same thing. That was my next note. Um, and the way that he was born and like the way he came out and presented himself at first and then like represented himself because he was like turned around, kind of confused and all that stuff. Yeah, he like, I think they of, played that so well. Like they, they sort of like, they're not sure if he's hostile or not. And so I think, what is it like Thor charges yeah. at him and he just like flies past Thor and then, or yeah. no, like someone like hits him and he flies out towards the window and then he like stops and looks out over the city and then he sees yeah, his reflection he, like, in the window. It's it's a beautiful moment. Yeah, yeah. He he doesn't like even care like what anyone else is thinking. It's it's awesome. And then when yeah. he when he flies back down to the ground, he looks over at Thor and then makes himself a cape. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> he copycats him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I and I also liked like how he carried himself, like very calm and level headed, and he like you could you could tell that he cared a lot about what others thoughts like what other people's thought patterns were and like his facial expressions showed that. And I think that the character, the actor was, was doing his job phenomenally. Yeah. Uh, Paul Bettany. Good job, Paul. <coughs> Where a first name base is not a big deal. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, he, he brought the perfect level of like, <laughs> like focused, like obviously because the consciousness sort of came from Jarvis a little bit. And so he brought that sort of yeah. like, calculated nature but then there was more emotion like it wasn't as it wasn't as computery and robotic as jarvis when he was just jarvis yeah but then yeah. there was also like an element of like naivete because <sighs> he like didn't really fully understand the world and so he just like he it, it felt like he was looking at everything with very innocent eyes yeah yeah and he said that at one point too he was like well i'm only a, a few hours old so yeah, give he me said, some time I, he said i was born yesterday was, i was born yesterday yeah exactly exactly yeah now i think i think his character was good i also think that the way he fought was very well done mm -hmm. um one thing that i i feel like whenever he used like the the headstone beam mm -hmm. that should have been more more powerful because like apparently it's the strongest out of all the infinity stones um, I don't necessarily know if it's the strongest. That's what they said in the the movie, no, right? No, vibranium is the strongest metal in the world, and that I think that's why it didn't that seem so strong was... because Ultron, it, it, like his main body, was made out of vibranium, which is the same the same material as Captain America's shield. Right, right. Um, to take it back to earlier, when since we had just talked about Vision's birth, I wanted to take a second on, I guess, Ultron's birth the because he interrupts the the party or whatever and he's like yeah. you see that whole scene where he is like inside talking to jarvis and there's like these weird blocks and he's like searching through the internet and stuff that was kind of weird but um, yeah uh one thing I, I did really like about i guess the party scene in particular was the uh the hammer challenge yes i'm glad you brought that up i thought that was hilarious i loved it yeah and they, they brought that up twice in the movie basically um when they were doing that challenge captain america basically picked up the the, the hammer a bit yeah like it shifted <laughs> and it shifted yeah and and you could see like the uh, almost confusion slash like i i don't know what facial expression thor had but maybe it, was it was definitely just like shock <laughs> maybe shock yeah that that he had moved that because only like the 
the purest of the pure slash the chosen ones can move it like even in a little bit and he did yeah i think and i was like okay well there there is a lot of debate about that specific moment on like there's some people who say that cap is like really really close to being worthy and so that's why he could like nudge it a little bit but he but he wasn't fully worthy so he couldn't actually lift it and then there are other people who claim that he is worthy but the second he noticed that he would be able to pick it up he stopped and like faked it because he didn't want to hurt thor's feelings i don't think it's the second one I don't know. The The first one is also kind of cringe because the hammer doesn't work like that. It's not like, oh, you're kind of worthy. Well, let me let me move, let, let you move me a little bit. It's either you can or you can't. It was never explained that there's a level in it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe if you're like 99% worthy. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't think it works like that. I feel like it would. <clears throat> it, I think it teeters kind of to the place where captain america is always like very self he doubts himself a lot um whether you know it or not and that's like his struggle on the inside and i think that's the reason why he couldn't lift it up properly is because he didn't fully believe in himself that he could i don't think it's a belief thing it's just whether you're worthy or not i i don't know because i i don't think that's how i don't know works. <laughs> well yeah but you i feel like you still have to put like some type of like i feel uh, i don't know in my mind, belief and thinking that you can do something and then doing it goes a long way. And I think that if you would have just like tried harder, he could have picked it up. Okay. Easy. I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's a reason that he moved it a bit, right? It so. was obviously not just there to be like a funny scene, but also sets up the fact later that after Vision is born, they're because they're uncertain of like, is this just going to be another Ultron? Like, what are we facing here? And yeah uh, the avengers are talking and they're like i don't think there's there i think vision says it he's like i don't know if there's any way and i don't know if there's anything i can do to make you guys trust me but we've got a job to do and he immediately picks up thor's yeah. hammer and hands it to him and they all just like yeah dumbfounded everyone's like oh fuck <laughs> yeah that was like the second scene where they basically like the same people were in the room it was like the same kind of you know i mean obviously the same space yeah and then they like that happened and i i also mean like and and the, the part that i loved was that he didn't even make it a big deal he just like picked it up and gave it to him and walked away because he didn't he and didn't know that like, there was dude, like this whole thing about the hammer he just thought it something was special weapon. yeah 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 and then like they at the very end of the movie they were like talking about the balancing of it and he was like yeah it's like not as heavy as i thought it would be i feel like it should be heavier and then thor was like well you know that would like throw the balance off blah blah, blah. and i was yeah. like they're, they're talking they about holding this thing and have another debate uh, um at the end about like well he's technically a machine so does that really count as being worthy like if you put the hammer in an elevator it would still go up true they did say that <laughs> and they're like well the elevator's not worthy so <laughs> Um, but is he really a machine at that point? I don't know if he is. I I don't know. He's like somewhere in between because the the machine that was used to create him, remember, uh, had like um, it was the same. Well, like not was, the same machine, but it was the same sort of machine that they used to heal Hawkeye, and so it like creates right. actual tissue. But then yeah. Ultron made them alter it so that it like injected vibranium in there. And then there was this whole thing where they were talking about like, 
the vibranium molecules were like like um engulfing the the cells so they're like actual living tissue but also covered in vibranium yeah so i guess technically it's like it's a real body but that that's what i'm saying it's just infused right so i don't know yeah i think i think vision counts as being alive i i would agree with that i would agree he was just born you know yeah one thing i did not like about the the party thing is when uh when ultron does wake up and like starts attacking them with all of the the other robots and stuff and uh, i feel like oh yeah there there was one scene where they're like running around and um bruce banner like tries to hop over the bar and when he falls down he face plants into uh natasha's breasts yeah and i just like i just hate jokes like that i feel like it's so immature like it's like that's the kind of thing that like a 12 year old would think is funny i mean like we said earlier the reason they can't show violence is because of that same shit so they make these stupid corny jokes but the uh the director joss whedon is i feel like first of all he's like actually a creepo so oh doesn't surprise me at all that he's like writing in scenes to sexualize his female stars but literally he he did the exact same thing in the justice league movie because it was originally um going to be directed by Zack snyder but then he had like a family tragedy and so um joss whedon took over and he made like a bunch of rewrites and then there was one scene that he added where the flash like falls into wonder woman's boobs it's just like way to be like super creepy and weird like i don't know i just i hated it yeah i i mean i wasn't a big fan of it either i kind of left my mind right when i saw it i feel like it just like bothers me even more because i know that he did it in another movie and also that he's like a weird predator guy Mm -hmm. but um yeah speaking of on a, a different note is the the romance between natasha and bruce banner um i don't know i just like i'm not really sure if i bought it i feel like this is how i felt i thought that she was just trying to take control of him but like doesn't really care for him in that way oh that's i I don't know it it, okay so i didn't ever see any like real anything towards him i don't know it was just it was just very bland and i feel like every time she was there she was like trying to sway him into liking her yeah she was like i don't know because they talked about it at the bar and then later when they go to the hawkeye family farm they have that whole scene where she's like oh i would have joined you in the shower if i had known and then they're like talking and yeah. I, I feel like the reason why it did it didn't feel fake to me because when when um bruce banner like kind of rejected her it like it seemed like she actually got hurt from that you know what i mean mm, yeah yeah but also yeah i and- it, it just like i don't know it doesn't for me it doesn't make sense for those characters like they nothing up to this point has even almost suggested that they were into each other and then all of a sudden she's like "Ooh, i want you so bad like it just came out of nowhere yeah, i agree yeah i i also thought it was absolutely ridiculous also um 
right after the the whole shower thing is because one of one of Banner's reasons that they can't be together is he was like, I can't have a normal life. I can't have a family like this. And she's like, neither can I. And then she like yeah. tells this whole story about how um, in the like assassin training that she went through, they sterilized her at the end. And so she can't have kids. And at the very end, she said, do you still think you're the only monster? And I don't know. I felt like if you had been talking about the whole I murdered a bunch of people thing, that would be different. But she's comparing herself to the Hulk and calling herself a monster because she can't have children like that that's just bullshit (laughs) yeah i yeah if you're thinking of it that way i agree that's kind of sus and weird and not cool uh but i think i think she was talking about like as a whole she went through this killing people training and they also now she like they also like sterilized her and she that makes it easier for her to kill people i think that's what she was going for but i definitely think it was wrong time bad timing for her to say that yeah, I, I feel like those lines should have yeah, thought about that a little bit more. Weird. Yeah, yeah. And then anyway. like to draw up on like their emotional buildup, like usually when there's like an emotional buildup in a movie, I like feel for that person. Right. And I feel like some like sadness or something like that. Bro, when when Hulk like drifted away and she like lost contact with him, I didn't feel anything. And I was like, well, that's when you know that it wasn't done properly. Yeah, I didn't really like. I guess I felt more for the Hulk than I did for her. She was obviously like upset that he wasn't answering her call, but I it like I didn't I didn't feel bad that they lost contact. I felt bad cuz like you can see when Hulk is just like sitting in the ship flying off into the distance like he's very upset with himself and he's leaving because he thinks that he's too dangerous to right. stay with them. Right, right. And so I felt and, bad and for him. And this might be a spoiler and it's sorry what? I just said, so I, I felt bad for him more than I did for her. Right. No, yeah, same, same. And I think, I mean, that's a problem. You're supposed to feel for both of them because it was like, oh, like they're a couple. They love each other. They like each other, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um. But, okay, so question. Where, what happens to the Hulk? You will find out. Uh, uh, okay, fine. Um. Okay, let's see here. I, I liked the subtle touches that Fury had in this movie. It was very subtle, but it worked, in my opinion. Continue. Um, I feel like he's always the guy that you never expect to see, and then he's there. What do you think? What what subtleties are you talking about? Like, all of a sudden, he showed up in the bar, and he was there, and he knew about everything. Okay, so and not like subtleties with his time, characters, just like... Uh, no, 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 no. Like appearing. Gotcha. Appearances. Yeah, yeah. And then like he appeared again at the very end when they needed him the most with like the one thing that we thought was just fully destroyed, which are those flying aircraft carriers. Yeah. Uh, which I totally thoroughly enjoyed. Um, yeah. Um, I yeah. think part of the like reasoning behind that is that Fury had tasked Phil Coulson with like maintaining a couple helicarriers. And so they don't like talk about that in the movie. Uh. because Even like, I don't know. You're the you're the Agents of Shield person here, but I know they never it was so long ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they never talk about Phil Coulson being alive in any of the movies. It's a very like weird separate thing where he like exists in Agents of Shield, but as far as the movies are concerned, he's like proper dead. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they probably did that on purpose cuz I don't know if 
I don't know if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, like, canon or not. They haven't really confirmed or denied it. So, I don't know. It's weird. Damn, you, you need to watch it, honestly. I think it's still going, isn't it? Is it? I, don't, I well, remember. Well, I haven't seen all of it. I remember, like, two years ago, they had, like, a storyline with Ghost Rider or something. What? Okay, I I don't know, actually. Then I might not have seen all of it if it was still, if it was still going. Uh, huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah, it was. Um, but it was cool that he showed. I remember when when they left each other at the farm. They they were talking to Fury, and they're like, "Oh, what are you gonna do?" And he goes, "Something dramatic, I hope." And then he yeah, shows exactly, up with exactly. the carrier. Yeah, and it, and it it like it was exactly what he said because it was like the perfect timing too. Like I had totally forgotten that that was his deal. I didn't know that he was gonna come back. Like I just like it never. I was never actively thinking about, oh, when is he going to appear? Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, it was always more or less, uh, it, he said it, and then I literally just forgot about him because so much mm-hmm. other stuff was going on. Uh, uh, yeah. Also, another side note, talking about their their time on the farm. It was freaking super badass when Cap just, like, ripped a log in half with his bare hands. Yes. And I was like, ooh. Yes. <laughs> Out of anger too, he was frustrated. Yeah, because he he and Tony were arguing, and he just goes like, "Brah!" And I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, 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 yeah. To make a point, <laughs> and then Tony goes, "Don't take from my pile," and it was like a smaller <laughs> pile than his. <laughs> it's like five logs. So I do um, have to say, you know the uh, the crush that I have on Maria Hill, but yes. my note for this movie was Maria Hill is not a badass bitch. I feel like she oh. just didn't get anything to do in this movie. She was like, they almost treated her like a secretary. Like she was just like walking around telling them stuff. Yeah. I mean, she was only like there twice in the whole movie, right? I mean, yeah, I know. She obviously didn't get much screen time. But like, I was just she a got little like disappointed. 20 seconds. <laughs> I was disappointed. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh. I mean, she definitely got more than 20 seconds. She was at the. Uh, she she was there for the the hammer scene and she was there when ultron was born and there were a couple other scenes where she was like talking to people she just like didn't really do anything else besides talk to people yeah she didn't do anything the whole movie yeah yeah you're right she was she was a lame ass bitch <laughs> that's rude i agree with that wording that you said <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i she just isn't it an Avenger? Or she's not an Avenger, you know? I mean, neither is Nick Fury. Uh, true, but he is like he's a he's like the leader, and mm-hmm. she's just a secretary, like you said. But she's you not know? a secretary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Nick Fury is like a leader, and he was being a leader. He was doing his thing. Hmm. She was, yeah, not really doing much at all. Um, I thought the fight scene at the drill with like the whole squad fighting like the shit ton of robots was yeah. cool and lame at the same time. I enjoyed <laughs> it, but at the same time, I thought it was kind of lame. <laughs> I don't know. It was it, it was like a a cool lame scene because there were like very cool clips in it, and then there were also like super lame parts in it. Yeah, I felt like it was that makes sense. It was too messy for me. Like the screen was very cramped. Like, I think they tried to show, like, everyone doing something cool, but there was just, like, everyone was flying around. There was, like, explosions and laser beams and robots flying all around the room, and it was just, like, it was too much going on that, like, you couldn't really focus on one thing happening. So I guess the fact that I couldn't focus makes it a bad scene. It would be my opinion for that. I'm with you. I'm with you. 
um yeah it was just too much it was a lot but yeah that, that was i thought it was cool but then i was like at the same time kind of lame it's just how it is um i did like that they got together and just you saw a lot of scenes of um the what's his name the guy with the stone now dude i'm vision. bad with his fucking names holy That's shit right. vision i think them introducing him and like his moves of like how he fights was very cool yeah. Um, of like how he like puts his hands into like their chests and like pulls them apart and does something like that. Yeah, you can like um, phase through stuff. Yeah, I think that's like super dope. What I didn't think was dope is like I feel like I understood I understood Vision's powers. I guess it it doesn't really make sense that he can phase through stuff, but it like it feels right because he's got a he's got a fucking infinity stone in his head. So I feel like a lot of the stuff like the flying and the laser beams that all makes sense to me what i didn't understand as much is ultron apparently had like telekinesis or something like but i remember like during uh, there's a, a chase scene where they're like in trucks or something and he like starts pulling parts of the road up to block them and i'm like how can you move things with your hands like they they never explained that yeah that's true that's true because he's not magic he's just a robot no he's just a really strong robot that, yeah i agree with that yeah and 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 like to take it farther like he the the evil robot dude he Ultron. took the blasts yeah he took the blasts from iron man from mind stone and from who's the third uh thor was shooting him with thor with like dude that's three people against this little fucking metal man um, who, by the way, like just destroyed himself by hitting himself in the back at one point in the movie when he had the woman. In well, his yeah, so that's what um, at his little lair. That was his, when he upgraded himself because the first version of him was like just normal metals, but his like ultimate version that he had at the end fight was made out of vibranium. So that's why he was able to take. That's what I was saying earlier. How his body is made out of the same stuff as Captain America's shield. So that's why okay. he was able to take all of those laser beams. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, but uh, another part about that. Why didn't they just finish him off? What do you mean? Like, they, they hurt him, and then somehow he got away and crawled into a ship and then started causing even more havoc and chaos, which then ended up in, in uh, Speedy getting killed. That's true. That annoyed me a lot, and uh, that's one of my questions. Like, is Speedy alive, or is he done, done? I, I don't really remember how... How did Ultron get away? Like when they were fighting him, like what I, happened? Dude, that I, I I literally think he just walked away. <laughs> that can't be it. I, what else? Maybe maybe you like, know, like they got distracted by some of the other robots or something, and then uh, and then he like flew off really quickly. I don't know. I I don't. I honestly don't remember exactly, but I was very upset that they didn't kill him right off the bat. But yeah, no. Um, Pietro, he he definitely is dead. Dead okay he's dead dead damn and his sister she was saved by by vision by, uh vision yeah yeah when the the city was falling he mm. swooped in and grabbed her swooped in yeah which i thought it was a cool part and like that kind of gave me hope that her brother might be alive but never mind no nah, he, he for real dead he had like seven he, bullet holes. He'd be dead. <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean like i said like that again in field when you are fighting people evil people and you have all this technology bro Okay, you but can't they don't come up with an invention that like they you know? can't just have magic technology so no one ever dies though. Well, it wouldn't be magic technology. It would just be like something to stop the bleeding of a wound. Okay, I I feel like that would work if he like 
got shot with a pistol or something but a literal like machine gun from an attack jet like i don't think uh, there's any true. saving that <laughs> true 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 okay that's fair that's fair um i do have one last note actually about the twins is i well i guess really more about wanda i was gonna say i don't like their accents but pietro's accent was more convincing to me he felt more natural with his i, I guess it was supposed to be sokovian but it was like it was just a russian accent really yeah i thought i thought it was just supposed to be russian no the the city the the city that they're in is i think the capital of i they i don't know i'm not really sure maybe i'll have to look it up real quick but i don't know if the city is called sokovia or the country is called sokovia i'm pretty sure the country is called sokovia i don't know what the city is called uh okay okay but that's either the way country I, that they're I, supposed I enjoyed to be them say what oh that, that's that, where we're supposed to be from yeah apparently the capital of sokovia is called novigrad but yeah so the country uh. is sokovia so it's supposed to be a sokovian accent but i guess sokovia in the marvel universe is like eastern europe so it would be like closer to russia so i guess it makes sense okay. that that is their accent but uh i don't i don't know that uh elizabeth olsen who played wanda did that good of a job with it mm, yeah i'm with you yeah um let's see here i i kind of loved that they used audi r8s or audis for like the cars that they showed yeah uh like it, to me it was like buy an audi now audis are cool audi r8 <laughs> um are they like i'm guessing they're sponsored by audi I mean, the movie or or i don't i maybe i mean i, I would imagine so I feel like they had to have been there there's no way they just like for the fun of it chose to use all the same type of car so it was probably like they had to use some car and so they just like i don't really know how that works like in the movie making process if they just like put the word out there and they're like hey we need a car who wants to who wants to pay us to have your car in our movie i mean dude, or the if movie like it was seen by how many people you know yeah so I, I don't know if they're like if they initiate that or if like car companies are like just keeping their nose out and they're like ooh people there there's a new Avengers movie coming out and they're like are they contacting Marvel and they're like hey we want to put our car in your movie yeah yeah so apparently that's like a thing with Marvel is that they fuel profits for Audi not quite sure why though they probably just have a business partnership I guess yeah probably like like even in Iron Man three uh downey had an audi r8 yeah i know and in, then in one of the future movies he is driving uh like a um not a demo what are they called when it's like not released yet yeah 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 that that, that was the audi e-tron yeah concept yeah cars uh an electric yeah. audi yeah so they have something with audi <laughs> um okay so i don't exactly know where the money goes or how it gets done um but it says here the longevity of product placement is another aspect and you and usually extends over decades as the first movie debuts in cinemas then in home entertainment and finally on tv with multiple reruns we would never reach a large such a large audience for such an extended period of time with regular advertising so I mean, it doesn't answer our questions but so they're just they saying like instead of instead of putting out a bunch of Audi commercials, they're like, we're just going to put Audis in every Marvel movie and then yeah. people will see them. Yeah, exactly. Because it goes on forever. Yeah. Like if you go back and watch this movie, you know, or you're going to binge all the uh, Avengers movies. Yeah. You'll see Audi everywhere. Yeah. 
that's product placement at its best. Um, the very ending where big man with a glove is there and he says, fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah. That was kind of badass. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I, I just, I don't, uh, there was one thing that I was thinking about when I saw that though, is because last time we saw Thanos, he was like on that weird rock floating out in the middle of space. Rock. Yep. And then there was like this vault, I guess, that had the gauntlet in it. But I, I guess I was just like, I was wondering, I was like, where, like, where was that? Was he just like keeping it in his closet? Like where, where is he right now? <laughs> true yeah i mean yeah i don't know that's a good that's a good point where was he when that was taken like i don't know it looked fancy <laughs> yeah there was like a bright white background behind him and the little like cabinet whatever that was holding the gauntlet was like there was a bunch of little spinning parts and yeah i don't know it looked super cool but yeah i just don't know where it is <laughs> no idea no idea but nope that was the last note that was it yeah so overall it's uh it's like I said before, not the worst movie, but uh, not the best either. Yeah, it's it's a medium film. <laughs> yeah. You ready to get into some trivia? I am. All right. Our first fact here is it says James Spader was originally just going to do Ultron's voice, but he told the filmmakers that for a main character, he thought he deserved to do more than provide a voice. And so he took on performing Ultron through motion capture. Dude, it sounded like Robert Downey Jr. James Spader. Oh, I don't know who that is, but it sounds like Robert. <laughs> I thought it was Junior the whole time. Wait, really? Yeah. Okay, well, I am mistaken. Uh, according to Mark Ruffalo, his portrayal of the Hulk is inspired by Peter David's Hulk comics, where the Incredible Hulk and Bruce Banner were more like a split personality. He said, there's a very cool thing happening in the film. Hulk is afraid of is as afraid of Banner as Banner is afraid of Hulk. Both of these guys are obviously in the same body, and they have to come to peace somehow with each other, and this confrontation is building across this film. Like, did he win at the very end? Because, like, Hulk wanted to, like, just disappear, right? And maybe the human version, Banner didn't want to. The ship didn't crash. Well, I mean, I don't know. It landed in the ocean. I think they just said it was, like, out in the ocean, but they didn't mean, like, in the water, just, like it's above where the ocean is oh, oh like it's okay out in the middle i of thought the it was ocean. in the water oh okay 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 never mind stan lee cameos as a war veteran and in you know who stan lee is right no who's he so he's he is like one of the main people that like started marvel comics oh shit okay and so he he has a cameo in all of the movies but in this one he was the guy who um, you remember at the party, Thor like had this tiny little like flask, and he was like, "No, no, this stuff has been aged for a thousand years. It is not yes. for immortals." And then that old guy was like, "Nah, give it to me." And then yeah, like, yeah, 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 really super wasted. Yeah, that was Stanley. Oh no way! Yeah, he wanted to put himself in the movie. He's in all the movies. Oh really? Yeah, he he oh. has a cameo in every single Marvel movie. Oh, I didn't know that. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you should keep an eye out for him while in for our future movies. Okay, yeah, we'll do. We'll do. Wait, what was he in the other ones? In the first and, Iron and what Man. What does cameo mean? What? Cameo, define. It means it's like he didn't have an actual part. He was just like in it for a couple seconds to be like, "Oh, look, it's that guy." Ah, okay, okay, okay. Um, so in the first Iron Man, uh, it, he is at a gala 
talking to three blonde women, and Tony Stark mistakes him for Hugh Hefner. Huh. In okay, so the next one we watched then would be Captain America, and um, Stan Lee in in the first Avenger plays a general who mistakes another person for Steve Rogers and says, "I thought he'd be taller." Huh. Yeah, I don't remember these things. In the first That's Avengers, cool. um he was being interviewed on tv about the avengers saving new york and he says superheroes in new york give me a break and then returns to his game of chess that he was playing yeah i remember that i remember that okay um in (laughs) thor the dark world he appears as a another one of the patients in the mental ward where dr selvig was and because he was trying to explain the convergence and he was like smashing those two shoes together and when he gets done one of the guys says can i have my shoe back and that was stanley oh okay okay uh in the winter soldier he plays the uh security guard at the smithsonian who uh after captain america steals his old uh, world war ii uniform one of the security guards comes in and notices and he says oh man i'm so fired mm. and then he was he was uh just briefly in guardians of the galaxy rocket stared at him when he was like looking with his scanning device wait what in in the very beginning of guardians of the galaxy rocket and Groot are on xandar and he's like scanning around looking at people and yeah. stanley is one of the people that he looks at interesting yeah, I'll have to keep an eye out on for him. Now that I know. <laughs> so in this movie, he cameos as a war veteran. And in real life, he actually did join the army. But he never went into oh, wow. battle. It says, Very uh, cool. Lee's experience writing comics was instead put to use for the army's medical division, where he was tasked with thinking up slogans for posters about preventing the spread of venereal disease. <laughs> Damn. And side oh, yeah. note is that those posters were drawn by Dr. Seuss no way oh that's cool so one of them one of them drew the posters and the other one wrote what was going to be on the posters yeah oh that's cool all right next fact aaron taylor johnson who played pietro maximov was impressed by hemsworth and said the only one who has an otherworldly superhero physique is hemsworth the size of his arms is like the size of my thighs just to be an actor and transform your body to that level, he is essentially a god. Everyone in the Jeez. cast is charming and brilliant, but when you look around the room, you go, that guy is definitely a superhero. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's a presence. Yeah. Holy. I've seen a lot of interviews where like other cast members say the same thing. They're just like, Chris Hemsworth is just like, it's like just amazing looking at him. Trust me, I- I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> Not just not just co co actors like oh, for just sure. regular people too. <laughs> yeah, he's a they drool over that man. Oh yeah, for sure. He got the lucky the lucky genes. I mean, he also works out like nonstop. That's that's also true. Yeah, he's a monster. Robert Downey Jr. described Ultron's creation as a process of recognizing limitations. He said, "The downside of self sacrifice is that you make it back, and you've been out there on the spit, and you've been turned a couple times, and you feel burned and traumatized." Tony Stark wants a break from saving the world, having done it at least nine times now. So his focus is more on how can we make it so that there's no problem to begin with. That you know, there's like a bouncer at our planet's rope. That's the big idea. Yeah, yeah. 
But at the same time, I feel like Tony Stark is like so smart and intelligent that he should have known when enough was enough. Although it did work out for him in the end, right? To me, it's like it was kind of a stretch to think that like I, like there was no good reasoning for him to do it again. I don't know. Aaron Taylor yeah, Johnson and guy. Elizabeth Olsen actually worked back to back. First, they played husband and wife in Godzilla in 2014. And then in this film in 2015, they play brother and sister. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's actually uh, so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> when it is jokingly suggested that Tony might become the king of Asgard, he says that he would be reinstituting Prima Nocta. Prima Nocta is a rumored ancient practice of English kings in which they claimed the right to be the first person to have sex with any of their newlywed subjects. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I don't even have to think about that, honestly. Like, I don't know what to say back. Like, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> we do have, in addition, I found two trash facts. Oh, good. The first one says, in this movie, Elizabeth Olsen has a twin brother. And in real life, she has two older sisters who are twins. Yeah, that's pretty fucking shit. <laughs> What does that have to do anything with the movie? Nothing. In real in 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 the movie, she has parents, and in real life, she has parents. Whoa. Whoa. Like in the Avengers 2012, Jane Foster did not appear in this movie and is not seen with Thor at the party at the Avengers headquarters. In both movies, she is only mentioned. Yeah, I was gonna ask about that, but I forgot to write it down. What is what? What's with that? So I guess that's not a trash fact. That's like you're actually interested in that. <laughs> I mean, kind of it, it kind of came up in my mind because like they mentioned her and that like she knows more than anyone else does regarding Tony Stark's stuff and shit. But then like she was never brought up um, or she was never in the movie. I mean, I think they gave a reason in the movie why she was like busy with something, but it was a shit reason, though. It was something like, oh, she has like a lot of work to do. <laughs> it was like that. Yeah, well. Casual. But real life reason is um, <clears throat> Natalie Portman, who plays Jane Foster, uh, had a bit of a falling out with Marvel after oh, did uh, she? after the Dark World. Wait, really? Why? Oh, give me the drama. <laughs> um, Was it again one of those things where like she wants to get paid more or something like that? Let me look it up real quick. Okay, so there are multiple reasons. Apparently, she part of why she left was because she had a new baby and she wanted to focus on that. But also, Ugh, it babies. says here <laughs> that uh, the the Dark World was originally supposed to be directed by Patty Jenkins, which made Natalie Portman very excited. But then Patty Jenkins left uh, due to creative differences, which made oh. Portman quote deeply unhappy. Oh gosh. And in oh, addition so to that, obviously, trust. Thor 2 is regarded as one of the MCU's weakest films, with much of the criticism being aimed at its treatment of Jane. Mm. It says many fans felt that her role felt a little too far into uh, damsel in distress territory. Hmm. Interesting. And so she, like, the director switched and she wasn't happy about that. And then people didn't like the movie and she was like, well, fuck it. This is going to be bad now. I don't want to be part of it. I see. Okay. Well, those are good reasons, I would say. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's all and I the, got. And the baby Ooh. reason was a good trivia. reason to... Oh, yeah. Good trivia. Good trash facts. We like those. We like those a lot. Yeah. 
be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Uh, tell your friends and family about us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CashFanPod. If you want to send us a message, you can do so on either of those platforms, or you can send an email to CasualFanaticPodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. And again, thanks so much for listening. Um, we really do appreciate you. All right. Well, this has been Casual Fanatic. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.